This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into your weekend, everybody. Welcome to The Odds Couple, presented by Prop Swap with Mike North. I'm Carmen DeFelco. Loaded weekend to talk about as the NBA enters its final weekend of the regular season. Will there be any jockeying for position? We're going to talk about that. The Bulls limping to the finish line. Baseball is underway, and so is the Masters at Augusta. And my God, Mike, that seems like the best place to start because Tiger played very, very well yesterday for a guy who looked like he almost was going to lose a leg just over a year ago. Uh, We've got some international flair at the top of that leaderboard. It was an exciting day yesterday, and we're looking forward to another great round two and then a a great weekend at Augusta. I'm so excited for it. Yeah, Carmen, it's good to talk to everybody again. And uh, hello to everyone out there that watched the Masters. And you know what? I, I mean, I've never been the biggest fan of Tigers, but I've been a big admirer. I put that on Twitter yesterday at North to North. Folks, you can respect the man. And, and still not be a big fan, you know? And you can't help but be in awe of a guy walking that course, the way that that course is laid out. Not the biggest course, not the longest course, but the hilliest course mm-hmm. among, you know, little hills, you know, big hills, uh, you know, valleys, uh, the creeks, uh, walking across bridges. Uh, wh- how will he do today? Uh, bottom line is, I- I'm not going to lie, I took him yesterday not to make the cut at plus 110. Mm. Now, that's still not a a bad bet, but he's going out uh, later on today where the wind, I guess, is going to be a little crazy. That's the key, I think, Mike. They're saying it's going to start. It's very – Mike and I are recording the show and the podcast this morning. It is relatively calm at Augusta now, but you're right. The word is that around noon, 1 o'clock – in Georgia, the winds are going to start gusting upwards of 17 mm-hmm. to 22 miles an hour. Now, so. you know what? I, 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 I'll i tell you, some of you will be hearing this after the fact, but I do know, I didn't see the 18th hole, uh, but I did hear from numerous people, and I saw on social media, that they gave him a break, that he got relief. I didn't see it, uh, but that might be big because mm. the cut line might be two or three, mm. plus two or three, and if he gets... No relief. Who knows what happens? Maybe he's even. Maybe he's plus one. He's got a little bit of a cushion here uh, going in, Carm, where, you know what, maybe plus two, plus three is going to be the cut line. So uh, it depends how he plays the wind. It depends how he feels. I mean, uh, what I've seen is remarkable. I do want to salute Ben Hogan. If you read the life of Ben Hogan, and everybody's uh, talking about Tiger, and you should be, because I thought Tiger would never even swing professionally again. Uh, But Ben Hogan, at 37 years of age, would have been killed if not shielding his wife in a car accident in 1949 where they were hit head-on by a bus. He had both legs crushed. Mm -hmm. He had his pelvis broken. Okay? And from 37 on... He went on to win six of the nine majors. Which is, like, you want to talk about beyond belief, especially considering... That's beyond belief. Like, science and medicine, can, you know, back then compared to now and some of the benefits, you know, Tiger would, um, you know, some of the benefits for the someone surgery. who would have an injury like that today. I mean, can you imagine? Like, that's it's, it's, it's beyond improbable. What yeah, and they said it. that if he doesn't shield his wife, he gets killed because oh the steering God. column went through the seat. Oh, yeah. So he would have been dead. So he comes out and he wins 
out of his nine majors, six. That's incredible. So, you know, and there's other guys, Jim Abbott, who pitched Major League Baseball with one hand. Love Jim Abbott. I mean, that's still a remarkable feat to me. Yes, I don't it care is. what anybody says, plus throwing a no-hitter, uh, plus fielding his position. So there's been other guys. But yesterday, I was very impressed by Tiger Woods. I can't lie Me about too. It. And we'll see if he can make the weekend. I think that would be great. Um, here's a couple notes about the Masters. We'll talk a little bit more about this when Luke Pergandy joins us, too. We'll you know, go over mm-hmm. the tickets for sale and prop swap and things <laughs> like that. But uh, just a, a recent trend here. This actually goes back over the last 16 Masters. So a pretty sizable sample mm-hmm. there. Last 16 Masters. The winner was inside the top 12 after round one. That gives mm-hmm. you 18 golfers going into today, Mike. It gives you Sung J.M., Cam Smith, who, boy, is that kid got game. Wow. DJ, Danny Willett, Joaquin Newman, Scotty Scheffler, Corey Connors, Patrick Cantlake, Jason Kokrek, Webb Simpson, Harold Varner, Will Zalatoris, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Harry Higgs, Kevin Nott, Daniel Berger, Tiger, and Tony Finau. Those 18 golfers mm-hmm. are with the ties inside the top 12 out of all those names i just ripped off do you think the winner comes from that group yeah i think sheffler i like sheffler i, I liked him before the tournament and I I did too. i'm with you mike i like cantley a little bit mm-hmm. he's 10 to 1 now uh i'm looking at other guys though uh i think neiman will fade I think other guys will fade. Neiman had a great round yesterday. I was too. impressed with playing with Tiger and all that pressure yeah. with the crowds. Like that was impressive from Neiman. It's almost like you know what nobody was paying attention to him. Maybe you know? you're right. And Tiger has everybody focused on. But by the way, I I want to tell everybody this: if you're listening to the coverage today, you would think Tiger's minus ten. Okay, <laughs> That's what you're going joking about because that. Because there was no, there was no more biased announcing sport than the announcers for Tiger Woods. The guys on the radio, the PGA radio, are sickening. That's how bad it is. I mean, I didn't know who was winning for about a half an hour yesterday in the car. And and they're, they're stronger than the LeBron pro guys. They're stronger even than the Jordan pro guys. The Tiger Woods uh, fascination, which is deserved, okay, is overboard, though. Overboard because he still is three shots off, and we're having trouble figuring out who's winning. I think Carmen brought it up. I think the tour is still so dependent on him, Mike. And that's they aren't, why. though, Carm. I don't know, Mike. There's think, never listen, been you, more better golfers in oh, my life, I, except no, with Palmer and all these I, other guys. I agree with you there. The quali- I mean, Brooks Kepka's doing ultra light commercials. But the but the I now I totally agree with you. The quality of golf, the the, the, the amount of skill from all these young guys and all the different countries around the world that play on this tour is uh, it's it's incredible, Mike. But I I still think. You love it because you're a sports nut and you right. love the gambling aspect of it. Merck yeah. loves it because he loves golf. I still think the the general right. public, and I think oh, they'll like, tune him in. I, I think the I think the tour knows they're still kind of relying on Tiger. I think that's I why. don't believe the tour thinks they're relying on Tiger. Just like they're not relying on Phil Mickelson. Go take a hike if you're going to start another <laughs> thing. There's no one man. That's what I the told tour Phil to was relying on Arnold Palmer at one time. The tour was relying on Nicholas at one time. The tour was re- relying big time on Tiger. But yes, he's going to bring the eyes on. I mean, you know what? The self-infliction and the comeback yeah, yeah, yeah. from the self-infliction wounds yep. is, is the story here. He did this to himself. Here's the shame of it all. If, if he walks the straight line, which is hard for anybody to do. Nobody's perfect. But if he doesn't get in the accident, and maybe if things are a little bit calmer at home back in the day, he probably catches Nicholas. 
He yeah, did this to himself, folks. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I, and he, I, I and wonder the, the same thing. the project is because of him. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and I wonder the same thing. Like, you know, uh, obviously Tiger was already starting to go through some of the injuries. I mean, his body... Um, you know, the knee, his and back. The, right, his back and all that. It's incredible that, uh, you know, this guy's got his spine fused. Too. I, had, but I think you're right. He probably ends up catching him if he didn't have all like the tumult going on. I'll in his be life. the first to tell you. I said he's never going to catch Nicholas. I said that from the very beginning. And then he got closer and closer. Mm-hmm. And then I said to myself, you might be wrong about this, Mike. Then all of a sudden all hell broke loose. Yeah, he is responsible for what happened, he knows it, and he's trying to get that next major. He still wants 18. He does. And even Nicholas, I loved Nicholas yesterday. They said, do you want him to get seven? He goes, no. I, he says, no. He says, I I don't want him to get seven. Oh, seven, Six seven jackets? Seven green yes. jackets? Yes. Got it. He no. said, absolutely not. But, he said, you don't wish him bad. If he does it, you shake his hand. But Nicholas was plain and simple. I don't want him getting the seventh jacket, period, on the interview with Steve Sands. Don't you feel like this is the one he can really only still get in terms of majors, Mike? Like, it's got to be, he knows this course so well. He knows every nuance. He he won, you know, by just outsmarting some of the younger guys a couple years ago. He's never missed the cut there. Like, like if he's going to win another one or even two, like, it's got to be at Augusta, doesn't it? Well, you know what? He's still such a magnanimous figure that... Half, he still makes half the field crap in the bed. That's unbelievable. <laughs> still, still it's still, I mean, seriously, you see him walking, very good golfers look up and go, wow. Yeah. Just like, you know, when Palmer, Palmer had that order in the 60s mm. with some of these golfers, you know, and when he would just go up and tee, but see, Tiger still got game. It, it, look, look, to me, uh, you look at how he's built. You know, yeah. I mean, there's been rumors of pharmaceuticals in the past. This guy is built like a 25-year-old, and I don't know what got him better so fast, but here's what I'm going to tell everybody. He's not going to win this thing. He's 45-1 to 1 still. Yeah. But what he's done, yesterday I thought it was one of his best rounds I've ever seen him have. Hmm. He plays a calculated game. He plays a patient game. He takes his time and lets the other guys make the mistakes now. We'll talk about the updated odds and see about uh, some of the hot tickets of Prop Swap when we come back. There's still a lot to do for the weekend to get everybody set. Like I said, we got the final weekend of the NBA. I want to talk about some of the jockeying that could happen with Mike here and how it might affect lines and uh, specifically a, a couple of games going on in the East and the West tonight. The Bulls have their penultimate game of the uh, regular season tonight at home against the Charlotte Hornets. It's opening weekend for MLB, so we got a lot to do. Uh, and plus, the Santa Anita Derby is this weekend, so we'll get a play on that from our guy Jim Miller. Don't go anywhere. Mike and Carmen coming right back. Luke Pergandy will join us from Prop Swap. We are the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app every Friday. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you. We are presented by PropSwap. And uh, every week we get to talk to one of the founding members of the great PropSwap app. And he's one of our favorites. Just a good dude. And uh, he and Ian have created... A tremendous, tremendous space for people to buy and sell sports wagers and what it's done for 
golf fans and people who like to bet golf. Uh, we've gone over it a lot. It's just been incredible. And Luke was telling us before the show today they cannot keep a Masters ticket up right now. We're into round two. Uh, say hi to Luke Pergandy, everybody. Oh, the hey guys, where the money is. <laughs> That's right. It's where the money is indeed. How are you, buddy? Is hi, good? bud. Great weekend for you guys. Uh, it's great to have Tiger. Mike and I spent a lot of the first segment talking about Tiger, uh, that, you know, he's he's in the hunt. I mean, there's a few shots off the lead. We'll see what his round two is like, but it's just a tremendous story, Luke. Yeah. No, I mean, look, uh, Merck, Merck's the big Tiger guy. I mean, you could be selling your Tiger bet already on Prosloff, and, you know, just Thursday has been through. So um, his odds have went, he's around 25 to one currently. He was 70 to one you know, a month ago. Um, so regardless how this thing finishes, you're in the money. You're sell- you could sell that on PropSwap for four times what you paid for it. Yeah, you could sell if you was, if you had a make in the cut, you could still sell that ticket. I mean, if yeah, you bet it, uh, sure. if you sold it before uh, he takes off today because of, of the wins and everything else. Want to talk about some Major League Baseball, too, uh, the totals and stuff like that, uh, Luke. Uh, where are we looking? What direction have some of these teams gone? I'm hearing people pan Oakland, hearing people pan in Atlanta. The Dodgers are uh, still a big-time over team, it seems like, but they're a waste of time to bet because don't make that much mm. how's how's baseball going right now with the master shadow on it yeah no it, it's hot. i think there's certainly more attention on the masters relative to baseball but you know i think about last year's champion the atlanta braves braves at this point in time were like 25 to 1 odds to win the world series and that of course cash so you know, i guess my lesson from baseball is long shots can hit for sure Mm-hmm. Um, and this would be the time to jump in, go get some futures at your local sports book, uh, and give yourself some options as the season unfolds here. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, like the Braves are going to be good again. Of course, the Dodgers are going to be incredible. Um, I'm not, I'm a Cubs guy. I'm not, I'm not so oh, aren't sure they the, the favorites after year. yesterday? <laughs> aren't they the favorites after yesterday? Still yeah, no, that's. <laughs> That's not happening this year. Uh, the, the other team in Chicago, the White Sox, look, are, hopefully they look great. I thought they could do it last year, and they obviously fell, you know, a series is so short. So, um, you know, I, the, the Yankees will be good again. I mean, it's the traditional guys. The Astros are 10 to 1. Um, I don't know. Like, what do you do with the, the Red Sox? Like, the Red Sox, they, they were, like, you know, they were up 2 yep. um, 1 on, on Houston. So uh, they had a shot, but. Um, you know the the Phillies could be semi interesting, but I like. you got to deal with the Braves. So um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting slate for sure. If I'm looking at a long shot, though, guys, and I know they haven't even made the freaking playoffs uh, with Harper yet, but I mean, I, I think th- their bullpen was historically bad last year, and that cost them yeah. a shot to play in October. I think they figured it out a little, and if Nola can bounce back, their one two with Nola and Wheeler is really good in that offense. I mm-hmm. think is going to score a bunch. If I'm just looking at a, a team where I'm going to l- like the odds that I think a team that might be really good this year, and I think you can get them at about twenty twenty two to one. I think the Phillies is an interesting one, and if at any point. Yeah. They look like yeah, you can the team get them at 30. 30 to 1. There you go. And if at any yeah. point here in the next, like, say, six weeks, two months, they look like mm-hmm. a team that's going to be good and their odds get cut in half, that that's when all of a sudden you've got a valuable ticket. I'll tell you, you what, too. Yeah. Luke brought up uh, the Boston Red Sox. I looked at their total, the win total. You, you might be talking about a hangover from that situation last year because it's 85.5. Seems awfully low for a team that was close, that close to going all the way. That, you know what's yeah. hard about that division, other than Baltimore, yep. obviously? That division is a freaking meat grinder, guys. Yeah. Yep. I mean, look at yep. that. The Blue Jays, the Rays, the Yankees. The Rays, it's ridiculous. 
Yeah, agreed. That's and and the Blue Jays are the second lowest odds right now. It's, it's L.A. and then Toronto. Yeah, Toronto's plus eight fifty to win the World Series. They're going to be really good this year. Absolutely. All right, one more thing on the Masters before we let you go here, just so people know. Luke was telling us. I mean, the tickets are being bought and sold like crazy. Um, I mean, you could literally buy one, sell it an hour later. A guy, you know, has a bad yeah. four holster, whatever it is. Uh, Cam Smith is now the favorite as we record the show on Friday, five to one. He's got such good game. DJ guys, I mean, he blew up in the last uh, round he played um, at the the WGC. But other than that, I mean, DJ's really been playing well. He's about six to one. Mike and I both love Scotty Scheffler. He's about eight to yeah. one. Are those the names uh, that you know people should be looking out for, Luke, and maybe get in on on prop swap? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Sanjay M looked incredible yesterday. Twenty-four year old out of Korea. Yep. Um, uh, Cantley is up there. Yep. I'd, I'd be fading him. I mean, look, I, I I look at last year. So Hideki won last year. His odds were fifty to one. Will Zalatoris comes in second place. His odds were like seventy to one um, to win last year's Masters. And again, like if you're betting with a with DraftKings or MGM or something that's not prop swap. And you bet on Zalatoris, you made zero dollars because he came in second place. But if you bought Zalatoris at the beginning of the tournament on Profsop and then sold him on Sunday, yep. you're making fifteen times, twenty times what you paid. Uh, it's the only way. We are the only app in Illinois that allows you to be buying and selling the whole weekend long. So every golfer besides the first place finisher, you're not going to get paid on unless you're betting with us. Yeah, it's uh, great advice. So everybody hit the uh, website or just go to the free app, PropSwap.com or the PropSwap app. Enjoy the rest of the Masters weekend, Luke, and we'll talk to you next Friday. Thanks, guys. It'll be fun. See you, buddy. Oh, my God. It's our guy, Luke Pergandy. Oh. Love it. Uh, lo- Sun J.M. plays every day. Sun J.M. plays every tournament. I want him to be up there. The guy busts his tail. He's like, he's like a blue-collar guy, you know? Stays yeah. at the Fairfield Inn, you know what I mean? Gets in his car, drives to the next tournament, uh, grinds every <laughs> single day. He's another guy that's got game, man. I'm telling you. Oh, right? my like, God. He, they, he, he likes those birdies. But you, you know what? This is not a difficult course from the golfers. Even Nicholas, I heard him yesterday. What a fascinating interview he is. He, he did question Tiger's walking, mm. uh, but he did say, as far as difficulty, there's a lot more difficult courses than the Masters, but if you, it's the narrow fairways yeah. and the conditions that will eventually sink any ship, regardless of how the course is. And I think it's the pressure sometimes. You know, yes. you get to the weekend and you got to navigate him in corner. I mean, that like that's that's where this this tournament gets so hard. And it's just it's not for the faint of heart if you're out there competing and you're near the top of the leaderboard on Sunday and on Saturday and Sunday. No doubt about it. And you know what? You know, but yes, I want to wish my wife a happy birthday. Happy I, birthday, B. BB, uh, God bless her. I mean, wonderful. I, we had a good time yesterday cake and hung out a little bit took a picture put it out of twitter i mean she looked so good and i basically looked like i needed a nap but that's beside <laughs> the point by the way uh gian <laughs> greco told me i look like lloyd bridges in airplane <laughs> with the glue <laughs> you know sniffing glue <laughs> oh yeah well, I, you know i never did that uh, thank never God. did that no, never, never did, did the either. glue thing no no Looks no like, never i know guys that I, did but never did that ridiculous the thing. wrong week to quit amphetamines yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the way uh yeah it, so happy birthday to my wife happy birthday yeah, and uh, you know, Randy, uh, there was a complaint, a couple complaints about Randy from the WGA. I'm oh, sure God. that ideas are perking up. <laughs> well, they want to know who's making the picks. Two weeks ago it was Brett. 
uh, last week it was a guy named Eric Musselman, uh, the <laughs> the the uh, 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 international branch in Berlin has no idea who he is. Um, there was a complaint, but I did win because of Randy, because I did take Eric Musselman's word. Eric Musselman, and listening is important, Eric Musselman said that Duke was the best team in the country. And I'm not going to doubt maybe they didn't, they, they hit the wall or whatever. But when North Carolina beat him twice in a row, mm-hmm. that's when I jumped on him. Because if he thought that highly of Duke, maybe Duke was the second best team of the country. And I did get lucky with them stepping out of bounds. I mean, some things you just go, what are you doing? I know. You know? I know. It. Did you have Kansas? I had Kansas Moneyline. And I thought it was toast at the halftime. Yeah. And somehow it, I, it was just an incredible comeback. Well, I mean, really, Saturday night into Monday, it, it was a great way to wrap up the tournament. I mean, the Duke-North Carolina game was awesome. The, the, the second half comeback for Kansas was awesome. Some guys won awesome. both ends of that bet. Oh, and by yeah. the way. The odds couple went five and two again, folks. Yep. Uh, that's what we do. Yeah. Carmen went two and all. Picking them yes. up, putting them down. That's it. That's what we keep doing, folks. We keep winning, so keep listening. We will talk some NBA when we come back. Get you set for uh, the playoffs here. Last couple of games for the Bulls and every other team in the regular season. few interesting lines to talk about tonight. Uh, are any teams in either conference trying to jockey for position here to maybe set up a more favorable postseason matchup? Uh, and I, I, I'm riveted by this MVP race. I just am. Mike and I talk about it a lot. Yerk and I talk about it almost I'm every day. I'm riveted by everybody saying that the Bulls don't have a shot. Well, all right, let's talk about that then coming up. Because, boy, you got to admit, Mike, they are really limping to the finish. I understand here. it, but they, they had injuries, and maybe they'll get some guys healthy. But the, everybody's dismissing them like they're the Oklahoma City Thunder, for God's sake. Let's talk about some of that. They have a game tonight. They are a small home favorite against Charlotte, so we'll start to preview that action when we come back next. Uh, don't go anywhere, folks. It's Mike and Carmen rolling along on this Friday. We are the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. We do it every Friday for you. You can catch us on the ESPN Chicago app. You can get us on ESPN 1000 on Friday nights. Don't forget about the Encore Replay. Every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 before Conor McKnight and White Sox Weekly. Follow Mike on Twitter, especially this weekend, people, because he's going to be tweeting a lot about his golf plays and the Masters. He is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFell. And I put out uh, North Carolina on Twitter last week for the uh, plus four and a half. And uh, if, if you were happy enough to bet that, that was good, too. I, I, I'm glad it worked out for, for people that had Kansas on the money line, too. So it was uh, one of those rare instances where everybody wins. Beautiful. We're coming down the home stretch here for uh, the NBA's regular season. This is the final weekend. Get the play-in tournament done early next week, uh, and then the rest of the playoff teams will be in action. The Bulls are locked into one of the playoff spots. They do not have to play the play-in tournament. They are the sixth seed. I don't think that's going to change at this point, obviously. Um, Bulls host the Hornets tonight. The Hornets played last night and won big at home. Had the travel. They are a a two-point underdog. The Bulls laying two. I will tell everybody that the Bulls are an NBA best 21 and 7 against the number as a home favorite this season. 21 and 7 when they're laying points at home, pretty impressive. The Bulls haven't looked all that impressive. Well, let's see if they can uh, feel better about themselves maybe with the win in their second to last game uh in their last ho- home game before the playoffs start tonight. Yeah, they're panning them like they don't matter. 
I mean, uh, uh, from around the country. I mean, it just seems like the Bulls aren't going to be taken seriously going in. You know, things can change. Uh, I'm the first guy to tell you, it would not be hard for me to bet against Philadelphia, whoever they play. I said the James Harden thing would be an absolute disaster. How about last night, Mike? I mean, uh, Van Vliet and Ananobi didn't even play. Right. And and and, and the Raptors beat them. Well, I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to tell you something right now. I don't see how Harden, that deal was the worst deal Daryl Morey could ever, ever put together. Now they got to pay him, Mike. I mean, like, and he's gonna... not even playing. I think that when somebody said when them beads out of there is plus minus is like a minus 13 or something, or he doesn't play any defense. Uh, and beat is the whole team. He's shooting like 40% in seven out of his last eight games. He was like three of 15 last night. He's horrible. <laughs> he holds on to the ball like Carmelo. But at this stage of his career, I'm, I'm going to say something shocking. I was never a Melo guy. At this stage of Harden's <laughs> career, he looks worse than Melo ever did. He does. Oh he looks horrible. Can't, can't get by anybody. As far as the Bulls are concerned, they're soft-pedaling this team. I mean, we're going to have. Some some pertinent players. One guy can get on fire in a heartbeat in, in DeRozan. I mean, I don't know where Levine's at in Vukovic. Yeah, but, I mean, I mean, why are they still have some pertinent players? At least we're in the playoffs. I think part of the problem is that— How would you like to be the Lakers? Well, please. I mean, really. It's a good huh? point. <laughs> With no future. I mean, they have no draft picks. They're, they're going to be saddled. And you got the carpetbagger wanting out again. I mean, really. Like, they're going to be, they're, they're saddled with, um, yeah, LeBron's talking about playing with Steph. They're, like, they're, Did you hear what Steph said? Yeah, he goes, ah, I'm good. <laughs> Absolutely not. Basically. It's hilarious. Right? Oh, my God. Unbelievable. They're, no, they're not going to be able to trade the last, I mean, in, unless somebody takes Russ because it's they're an expiring deal. But, like, Russ makes $47 million next year. It's the only ridiculous. time the Lakers are going to be seen winning down the line is on that HBO. Thing. Right, on uh, winning time. They're, they're a mess. They are. By but, the way, Jack McKinney, what a raw deal he got. You think? Poor oh, my God. Breaks his face. and Breaks his face. Then he gets out. Westhead takes over. Then he gets a raw yeah. deal, and they bring in Pat Riley. That's right. Who basically was playing volleyball on the beach and... <laughs> You know, basically, boom. I love that show. Love that show. So, Levine's knee is obviously bothering him. Now, yep. Caruso's back is bothering him. You yep. know, like, the Alonzo's not coming back. I think that's why we've kind of soured on the Bulls a little bit. And I don't know that they can, like, I don't love any of their potential matchups here, whether it's no. the Sixers, whether it's Boston, whether it's Milwaukee. Right now, it's Boston. Boston's the three seed. I have game Is there going to be Philly. some jockeying around to play the that, Bulls? That's what I wonder. Like, that's and where I, you got to be careful betting. So, so last night, and then like here's the other thing. So last night, mm-hmm. Milwaukee plays its ass off. Yep, wins against Boston is yes. the two seed. They played hard. Holiday and Giannis were awesome in the fourth quarter. Now, what's the what, what what's your reward for being the two seed? You might have to p- play the Nets in round one because the Nets are going to play Cleveland probably in the seven eight game. I am not afraid of the Nets, no matter what team plays. Them. I, do you think Milwaukee's thinking no the same defense. thing? Yeah, I think I've, they are because they played everybody and they played hard last night. Mike. They don't give a damn. I don't Bring think on they the do. Nets. I have never seen a more pathetic organization. Kevin Durant, he gets a lot of laurels. He puts the ball up. I watched him the other night. I had the over in the game. They didn't make it by five. Uh, they play. They, they and there's another game. Houston was, they were giving Houston like 17 points. They didn't cover that game. They don't play any D, Carm. They, they, they play no not. defense. That's very true. None. And I just don't think that, I, if they're there at the end, I'll be stunned, shocked, and in awe. Believe me. 
Yeah, I, I and I'm. I don't think Milwaukee is ducking them. I'm with you. I mean, the, I don't think the game last night plays out the They're way not it does. Ducking them. Yeah. No. I, now I do wonder if Milwaukee's a little spent going into tonight because he, and Mike and I nailed this last week. By the way, if you were listening, we talked about. Um, Milwaukee playing an emotional game. But the over game. in that game against the Clippers. And Mike said, listen, both these teams played emotional overtime games the night before. You might as well pound the over. That that over, what was the Let me tell you what happened, 153 to 130? I mean, Here's what happened. I put out a tweet, though, later on in the day. It went from 231 to 217. I mean, what the hell's good? They're sitting guys, so I go, be careful. Yeah, Mike and I, Mike was all over. He goes, those the legs are going to be tired. And we wondered what that Defensively, game would look like. Defensively, legs get tired, folks. And Giannis didn't play in that game. I mean, like, so it was, it, now. That's t- why the line went down. I wonder about tonight, and I, we would tell everybody to monitor the situation. Yep. They played last night. They won a huge emotional game against the Celtics. They got to go on the road. They're in Detroit. The Pistons are getting about six, six and a half. Kate Cunningham has played great. Like, I wouldn't be shocked. He's played better as the year's gone on. He's played great. I wouldn't be shocked if the Pistons cover that number against uh, Milwaukee tonight. But I don't think Milwaukee's ducking the nets. I'm with you, Mike. Are you kidding me? They can't wait to play him. Giannis is a... Look, look, they're talking Jokic is going to be the MVP and probably deserves it. We've been talking about yo, the Joker for two years. Embiid, I think he hit a little bit of the wall, but he's still busting his ass. He wants it, but he's like second. I'm trying to figure out the Greek freak is third. I think here's an argument for him to be the MVP uh, because if he gets hurt, that team's finished too. I mean, everybody talks about the Joker without, I mean, Denver without the Joker. Where's Milwaukee without the freak? Oh, Where are they? Yeah, these guys are. Middleton? No. I mean, I like Grayson Allen. I like, I like Holiday, but no. Of Come course, on. Of course not. I mean, the what we're seeing from Embiid, Giannis, Unreal. and Joe, it's, Mike, it is, it is spectacular. Well, and, that's because the center position was supposed to be dead. Not so much. Now and now guys. all of a sudden, the three-point shooting teams are starting to see that the inside guys, if they're superstars, can get it done. The amazing thing is... But they, but they could shoot threes, too. That's big it. Boys. I was just going to say, that's the amazing thing. That's what makes him so good. Joker, by the way, made history last night. Huh. He became the first player in NBA history to collect 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists in a single season. The only other guys that have ever done 2,000, 1,000, and 400 assists are Wilt, who did it twice, and Kareem. This yep. guy just did 2,000, 1,500. It's ridiculous. Giannis and Embiid are one of, they're, they're two of only, I think it's now seven players all time to average 30 points, 11 rebounds, and four assists in a season. It's just incredible. The inside game still lives. Although, I mean, what makes the Joker is he's like Magic Johnson inside. It's amazing. I mean, the passing. Is unbelievable. He passes like a guard. He plays, shoots sometimes like a guard. He plays inside. I mean, he he can play three, four positions I for know. you I on know. offense and on defense. Forget about it. He will he will give you all you ask for if you go down the lane. It's absolutely spectacular. There's no doubt about it. Uh, the Suns are still your favorite to win the title at plus two seventy five. The Bucks are right by a little bit, little space here. Bucks are about five and a half to one. The Nets. I know Mike's not high in them. Vegas still must be taking some action. They're third choice, they plus six and a half. My, hey, uh, Irving and Durant are great. Yeah. I mean, there's no question. But Irving hasn't played all that good either. I mean, at times. I mean, he's uh, – but, but I'll tell you what. When he – I don't think there's a better three-point shooter 
no. stopping on he, the run. He's unbelievable. Yeah. He's unbelievable how he shoots. Both of them, Durant, and, but but even if, let's say they both get 75 points between them. Yeah, the other team's going <laughs> to. Well, Patty Mills? I know. Poor Patty Mills has gone in the tank. My God. He's been terrible. Who's the third guy that's going to pick up the slack on this team? Blake Griffin is a no, shell. he's a shell. Yeah. I mean, that whole team. I mean, they're like, hey, they're the Lakers. They got lucky. The two of them will combine for 85, and they'll still lose by 15. You know, it's like they can't, like you said, they can't stop anybody. Nope. Unbelievable. All right, we're going to get some ponies from Jim Miller. Jimmy! Including a play on the Santa Anita Derby, oh. one of the last big uh, derby prep races. We are just a month away from the Kentucky Derby. And then uh, we'll give you a few of our best plays going into the weekend as well. Don't go anywhere, folks. Mike and Carmen coming right back. We are the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple as we enter the home stretch on this Friday. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, every week with you on, the, on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. We have three Derby prep races this weekend. We are just a month away from the Kentucky Derby. So uh, let's break it down with one of the best handicappers in the country, the expert handicapper from Hawthorne Racecourse. He joins us every week, Jim Miller. Jimmy, what up, buddy? Gentlemen, like you said, Carm, this is the last of the three major derby preps. 100 points to the winner, 40 points to second. You might need that 40 points this year because everybody has stayed healthy. So right now, 21 points is spot number 20 in the gate. So mm. with more horses earning points here, this is one of those uh, years where horses have to race really well in these preps just to get into the gate for the derby. We are just a month away, a month from uh, Saturday, from tomorrow, from the derby. Uh, and like you said, these are the last of the big three. And this is uh, they, they, they schedule this because that's sort of the requisite time that these horses yep. need to rest after they ramp it up in all these big races. And then they kind of rest and get ready to ramp it up again at the derby in a month. Yeah, and that's about it. I mean, one month between starts is pretty much perfect for these three-year-old horses. Some places have actually gone further out with their preps. Traditionally, the Arkansas Derby was only three weeks away from the Derby. They actually went last weekend to go five weeks out. So I think everybody's kind of asking for a little bit more time going into the race, and they're getting it this year. You know, Jimmy, uh, Santa Anita brings back uh, harsh memories, being an animal lover, being a Mm. horse lover, dog lover, what have you. And uh, did anybody ever get to the bottom, which I think was foul play? I I just found it odd. Great question. 30 horses are dying in one year. Did anybody? It's funny that it's funny, Mike, that you actually said get to the bottom because that's exactly what they had to do. They had to go down to the base of that racetrack mm-hmm. and inspect it from the base all the way up mm-hmm. and find out what's going on with consistency. Find out what's going on with drainage, and it turned out to be. It sounds like a little bit more of a drainage issue than anything else. There, that the horses because, were dying because of drainage. Well, not because of drainage, but what happens is in Southern California when it rains, it comes uh-huh. down in buckets. Mm-hmm. But the way the track drained created an inconsistency amongst the racetrack. So because Mm -hmm. of that, you were having horses that may take one step and get a little bit more firmer footing than another step. Mm -hmm. So that's where the fix really came was in the drainage system. So now everything drains perfectly across. Yeah, nobody's died. And it's been much better. It's been way, way better this year. That's a benefit we see at Hawthorne because we have those harness meets. So we inspect the base multiple times a year. 
We know the consistency is there. We know the drainage is there. It's something that needed to be done, and I'm glad they did it out at Santa Anita. Mm, crazy. Uh, did yeah. I see one of the horses in the Santa Anita Derby is uh, named Messier? Is that in honor of Mark Messier? It is in honor of Mark Messier, and it's that? interesting, Carm, because this is one of those horses that was with Bob Baffert mm. and now leaves the Baffert barn and has to get points. Messier has to run first or second in the Santa Anita Derby to get into the Kentucky Derby. Moved over to trainer Tim Yachtin. There's three horses in the Santa Anita Derby that are ex-Baffert horses. So, yeah, this is their last-ditch effort to get points. All right, so three big derby preps, the last of the big three, all 100-pointers. Do we have a play on each of those for the weekend, Jimmy? We, we do. We're betting just win on these horses. Now, okay. we're going to start at Aqueduct, race eight, the Wood Memorial. Bet the five-horse Morello to win. This horse already won a stake race over this track. Then go to Keeneland, race nine. The Bluegrass Stakes, bet the 10, a smile happy to win. This horse ran second epicenter in the Risen Star. We know what epicenter did in the Louisiana Derby. And then at Santa Anita, race six, bet the three horse, Forbidden Kingdom, to win the Santa Anita Derby. Horse has speed, likes to track, and improves every time out. All right, at, at, at Aqueduct, excuse me, easy for me to say. The Wood Memorial, uh, the eighth race on Saturday, we're going to bet the five horse to win at Keeneland, which is just an absolutely breathtakingly beautiful a racetrack outside of Lexington. Uh, we're going to bet the Bluegrass Stakes, the ninth race, the 10 horse to win, and then Santa Anita. The Santa Anita Derby is the sixth race, everybody. Bet the three horse to win. Does that sound right, Jim? That's right, boys. And then we'll get lined up a month away from Kentucky Derby. Beautiful. Uh, thoroughbred racing all weekend long at Hawthorne, and the book is open, so remember that. Jimmy, have a great weekend, and we will talk to you next Friday. You got it, boys. Good luck. Jimmy! There is our guy, Jim Miller. Yeah. I thought, uh, excellent question, too, about whatever happened. I, I, wow. You know, I, I was asking Yurko that earlier this week because Yurko follows the ponies in uh-huh. that news a lot, too. I said, It just got swept under the rug. Happened? I didn't hear nothing. Yeah. It's crazy. That was just weird. I, I, I don't buy it all. I don't know. But that was just too many horses, even for that situation that uh, I think that Jimmy explained well. And the stench of Baffert is still around racing, which is another thing that, you know, I, I mean. Know. He got all the best horses. Apparently, it wasn't. It was his Hollywood persona. It was his name. I'm not saying he didn't have a good system, but these same horses get trained by somebody else, and they're great. Yeah, that's now great. make a donkey, a Kentucky Derby winner, <laughs> and then I'll be impressed. Then I'll be impressed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's it. Mikey, World Series uh, favorite for you. Who do you think is going to be uh, winning it all when it's uh, all said and done here in November? Well, I got. I got to tell you, Carm. Uh, you know, I got some over and unders for people today. Okay. I, I thought I'd set it all up this way. I and, like and, it. and as far as World Series winners, it's almost like boring to me because it usually, you know, you got the chalk, but you got some surprises. But the Dodgers are always up there, and everybody else. I thought it would be a special treat today to maybe. Uh, say that uh, there's three or four really good nuggets out there for over and unders, okay? Okay. Tampa Bay is 89.5, okay, over and under. If you could get in, take the over in that one. Okay. I think everybody soft pedals them, but if you look at Boston, theirs is 85.5, not impressive. The Yankees, they're pitching, I don't know, is Whitey Ford walking into the room? (laughs) I don't think so. Gary, is Mel Stottlemyre coming in? Ron Guidry coming through that door? I mean, my lefty Gomez? I mean, my God. I mean, I look at what they're supposed to do. They still have injury situations, so I like Tampa uh, as far as the over, and I also, uh, Chris Bryant's Colorado Rockies at 69.5. I'm taking the under in that one. Mm. I just think, you know, Bryant is not a home. You know, people look at Chris Bryant. Now, if he can't, you know, he's never hit 40 home runs in the season. No, I know. So, if if he can't hit 40 at Colorado, and he's following, 
a guy named Nolan Arenado, who's still beloved there, and people are still scratching their head, why did you give Bryant this money and not try to keep Arenado? So I'll take the under in that one. All right, I like it. Uh, any best plays for the weekend? I got one NBA thing I wanted to give out to everybody here real quick. Um, the Cavs-Nets game. We were talking a lot about the Nets. This is basically for home court in the play-in tournament on the line here. Cavs are seven right now. They've been reeling with all the injuries. I know Mobley might play tonight, so maybe follow that. But a win here would give Brooklyn the tiebreaker, give them home floor in that play-in game. I know the Nets are an NBA worst 425-1 against the spread this year as a home favorite, if you can believe it. And I guess you can't because Kyrie missed a lot of those games. 425-1 yeah. against the spread as a home favorite. But I'm going to go against the trend, which wow. I don't do often, and say Nets minus 7 tonight against the Cavs. I think they might put it to Cleveland tonight and try to make sure that they secure that home court for the playing game. Yeah, I don't really have anything as far as for today. I thought I'd come up with the seasonal I like it. Uh, bets that people uh, could put in. And then, you know, I got another one for people, too. I, there was no love lost, I guess, between some of the brave players and Freddie Freeman. But yeah, I, still, I saw that. Yeah, I, I still don't think uh, that you can lose a guy like Freddie Freeman. Uh, they're at 89.5, some at 90, mm-hmm. and still be... That's a big man to lose. I don't care how good... Matt Olsen's a good ball He's player. pretty good, yeah. Pretty good, but is he Freddie Freeman? I, I'm shocked that Freddie Freeman was let go, but maybe there was more that meets the eye. I, I know Acuna didn't get along with him and some other players, but I'm going to take the under in that game. Under uh, the in eight, that season. Under the 89 and a half yeah, absolutely. for Orlando, or 90 feet. And they okay. lost, I think, yesterday, too, uh, to Cincinnati. They, if they I'm not did. Yes, they did. Yep. Yeah, and Acuna's still, you know, Acuna's, I, I mean, Acuna's not back. I mean, he wasn't ready to start I don't care season, if you like somebody so. or not. You can't lose Freddie Freeman and not feel it, even if you replace him with a pretty good ball He player. is awfully good because I yep. did, you know, I mean. And, and, and the Dodgers picked him up. Oh, my God. The, Do- the Dodgers have, by the way, you know, real quick as we wrap up. Yeah. The Dodgers have, okay, here's the NL MVP odds to start the season. Ready? Juan Soto, who was my pick. He's the favorite. A little chalky, but that's okay. Mm, you're Juan, very chalky, but I Juan like Juan Soto, uh, Acuna Jr., Mookie Betts is third choice. Then you got Bryce Harper at nine to one. Then Trey Turner and Freddie Freeman at twelve to one. Th- three of the top five MVP guys yeah. are on the Dodgers. <laughs> and like, Soto, what? he doesn't have a lot of protection. No, it, that team's bad. I know it, it, he doesn't have a lot of protection. It would be hard for me to bet him. I it's mean, I watched so him last night. The, the, the Washington Nationals talk about the Cubs falling off the shelf after 2016. Oh my God! Look at the Nationals. I think their totals like 74, 73, or something. Yeah, they're bad. Yep. You know, with some of the things that they lost and everything else. Yeah, they're pretty bad. But Davey Martinez, huh? And 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 you know what, Ozzie Guillen, he should be managing somewhere. We'll see some bad managing this year too, folks. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do you think Ozzie's still out there wanting a job, or does he like being oh, in come media on. right now? Yeah, you know what? It's t- look, look, it, 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 look. People are petty; they hold grudges forever. Did he make some mistakes? Absolutely. Did Miami turn into debacle with the Castro thing? Absolutely. But there's no doubt in my mind. Okay, he spent some time now. He's in purgatory. He's in jail. A lot of people spend time, and it. it's how you handle it. There's no doubt in my mind. Ozzie Guillen would be one of the best thirty two managers in the game, but the Ozzie always hurt Ozzie, and yeah. that uh, yeah, uh, plus there was up front office aggravation in both places, and if yep. there's front office aggravation, you're not going to last long. Hey, Mike, before we go, what about Randy? Hey, what about Randy? Randy, Ray, what do you Ast- got, baby? You like Astros, anything, Randy? Astros tonight. Astros tonight. Yeah. I, I like kind of like that play, yeah. too, Randy. 
Randy likes it. And they won last night. Shohei was awesome last night. But he only pitched into the fifth. He had nine strikeouts, and then they ended They're up They're playing the Angels, right? They're playing the Angels. They uh, own the yes. Angels. Yeah, they do. They own yep. them. Yeah. All right, Mikey, have a great weekend. Everybody right, have a guys. wonderful weekend. Thanks to Tyler Aki, Eric yep. Ostrowski, and Randy Merkin, and, of course, Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller for joining us every week. Enjoy the rest of the Masters, Mike. We'll talk to everybody next Friday. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike Norris on ESPN 1000.